It is a cold world. It's a cold, cold world. And, uh, yeah, gone the full Trevor Francis uh, <laughs> with the cold this week. Uh, welcome once again. Pick and roll, nasal special. In the Baltic confines of uh, South Yorkshire. Northern, Northern England. No, don't not dress it up with South. Don't Good evening all. <clears throat> Good evening, Gav. Good evening. The NBA. Ugh. December. It's tiring. <laughs> it is exhausting at the times. The season is too long. It's... Um... I went on a bit of a rant on the web this week about, yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, no, they do. They they end up making games meaningless by overloading them. Yeah. By overloading to, them. I came to the conclusion 66 games is the correct amount. Somewhere around that. Yeah. Somewhere around that. I don't know. You I'd, could play... I'd say each team twice. Well, if you played each team twice... 29, 29 twice, isn't it? No, that's not right. No, yeah. yeah. We're read, getting more games. <laughs> Either way, something like that, and you pay, you play the uh, the no. teams in your division like four times, but sixty six. We need to get rid of seedings and all this stuff, divisional especially. But but no, that it's just the, the, the slow. It gets to December, and you're like, really? I hmm. watch all these games still, and uh, yeah, it, we, you kind of get to the dog days, don't you? you even just want, you even get Christmas if you just watched the ten minute ten minutes worth of highlights, right? For each for, for each team. That's like 300 minutes of Orlando magic you have to sit through. Yeah, I can, I can watch a little bit of Orlando. I don't mind oh, 300 minutes is quite a lot for this yeah. stage. Um, but we digress. Turkeys aren't voting for Christmas and all that. Yeah. Um, um, voting for Lanzo Ball for Rookie yeah. <laughs> A trade this week. A trade! Woo! Not much of a trade, but... Yeah, it's not It's it's not Gordon Gecko Wall Street, Steve. Um, but... Jaleel Okafor. Finally. finally. <laughs> Released. Free Jaleel. Freed. Freed. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn and I know Gamble trade for both teams, really. They yeah. get a chance to have a look at him and Stauskas. Not so much Stauskas, I wouldn't imagine. I think he's got China written all over him at yeah, this it's point. Another, another in the long line of picks Philly have whiffed on in the last well, five Sacramento, years. Sacramento, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, they traded for him and yeah. took him, didn't they? Trevor Booker, a good player. Works good player. for Philly. Um, he's straight in there into that kind yeah. of rotation. They've had some injuries and stuff, but um, you imagine he's going to get minutes and... They're all out of contract to all these players at the end of the year, so just gives them a gives yeah. them a vet Well, they think they're staying flexible for LeBron, don't they? Yeah. But that's not happening. Can't see that happening. But no. you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. It's more likely than the Lakers at this point, if I'm honest. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Brooklyn, you know, they've ended up with two of the lottery picks out the last few years. Uh, two high, really high lottery picks in the last really few years. really having to do a great deal. So, yeah. you know... Fair play, they gave picks away and whatever, and they've been criticised for that. But Well, to say look, they were lining up, what, two years ago with the likes of Andre Kivalenko and Paul Pierre, if you know what I mean, like their, their, their average starting five was about 46, if you know what I mean. Like they, they, they've managed to, they've got rid of all their picks for a win-now philosophy, which turned into lose-now, and then left themselves no wiggle room, and yet have managed to come out with two high draft pick yeah, in the sure, last couple of years. Sure, Mark seems to know what he's doing. I heard him yeah. when he first took that job. I uh, can't remember his podcast it was on. It might have been Woj or someone. He seems really sensible. You know, he came from the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, that kind of background. And uh, he's he's obviously had a plan and he's he's executing it. And yeah, yeah, no, from starting that, I mean, there's nothing to say that had they had picks in those drafts, they'd have done any better. Yeah, exactly. They could have ended up with these players anyway. So it's, um, you know, people get a bit bogged down in picks and, you know, this and that. We, it's the potential. But yeah. I'm a firm believer in a bird in the hand is worth two potential birds in a bush. If you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're getting with this player. We, you know what Jalil Okafor is. You know what he's about. And that's... Yeah, he's a young player still. He's, what, he's 21? I mean, he's never going to be any kind of defensive sort of presence. But, you know... Yeah. They got a second round pick in it as well. Two years ago, he was putting 18 in a game up. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not nothing. You know, <laughs> no. It's, he does have his uses, and you know, a good coach will, you know. Yeah, no, and shame get... on Philly. Another really high draft pick. They've basically devalued yeah, to the point where they give them away for nothing. Chuck him in there with Nerlens Noel and the rest of it. But yeah, <laughs> trust the process, etc. Michael Carl um, Williams says hello. Yeah, but it's business as usual, really. Houston still Humming. spanking teams. Um, the Warriors, even though Curry's out, six game road trip. Six wins, roll along as usual. Indiana are uh, looking particularly frisky. Though. It's we, when we, we, show. We've been loving him. I mean, yeah. we, we, every week we keep going on about victory. We keep stepping it up even more. Uh, every week, yeah. 47 against Denver. It was overtime, uh, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was, but he, yeah. He, yeah he, but he took it to overtime himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Clutch as well. The game against Cleveland they won. 
Uh, did you see he's sort of dragged back three, left Kevin Love floundering? Yeah. That's particularly nice. It was uh, yeah. Victor Ola fucking depot. Oh, right? miss, but yeah, we're, we're, well, he's locked on for most improved this year. Yeah, looking that way. I tried to look at the odds the other day. There doesn't seem to be any out there, which is strange. Um, mm. It's kind of a thing they sort of put out at the beginning of the season and then get rid of. I think <laughs> when they realise none of those players have made any. Yeah, of the league. Um, but yeah, we've we've talked about him the last few weeks. <laughs> loving his work, <laughs> massively and, uh, loving his work. It's like it's like he's learned from those from those from that year or so standing there watching Rusty. He, he's like. Taken from Rusty the good parts of his game and got rid of all the significant crap that's part of Rusty's game. It locked on to be an all-star at this point, you'd imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, wants to be. As he gets injured. Wants to be. Especially when, like, the John Wall and stuff are out. He's got to be a... Yeah, I mean, Indiana kind of... They've lost to, like, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Rockets a couple of times. They're beating all the teams they yeah. should be beating. And, you know... Yeah, well, they're odd in that. You, some teams are beating those teams and losing to teams they should never, but they are staking a claim that they're like the fourth best team in the East, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, OKC next on Thursday, which which looks winnable at the minute, the way they're um Everybody goes into that OKC game and looks winnable. I mean, do, do, we could turn this whole podcast into... OKC and their jokes. Have you watched? Have you watched any of it? Have you? Have you watched? I watched them the play? Utah game in full. Um, have you watched them play? I watched the Utah game, as I say. Uh, Utah threw that away. They should have really won they that should game. Have. Um, Rust, Rusty's Rusty at times is a disgrace. <laughs> is a disgrace. <laughs> he brings the ball over half court, right? Passes it off, and then stands completely still. He has no off the ball movement. He don't set no screens. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't cut. He doesn't flare. He doesn't do anything but stand there waiting for the ball to come back to him. I've been saying this for years though. This is why he's not my kind of basketball player to watch. He's nobody's he's not... kind of basketball player. Certainly not to play um, with. He's still taking these terrible mid range shots. Um that just basically everyone stands around and watches until he you know He'll dribble drive into the paint and then pull up one of these, it'll clang off the rim, and everyone's stood in the corners looking for the rest. So nobody gets the offensive rebound. Yep. It's just, it's broken. I mean, I don't know what Billy Donovan does at this I'm point. I'm not sure Billy Donovan knows what he's doing, to be honest. I feel sorry for Paul George because he's do. their best player. He's the player. one whose rep is going to be. He's their best the player, most. and he's going to look at this and go, I'm out. Like, I'm, of course he is. Really? No. I'm well, not, don't. don't feel sorry for Paul. He's getting paid a four, well, but he's made know, a poor I'm decision. I'm not going to get the violin out, but um, yeah. yeah, he's a really unselfish player who just. Ended up there, and he's going to walk. Of course, he's going to walk. He's going to go LA. He's always wanted to. He's been clear about that, isn't he? He's the one that will be at the Lakers next year. He um, will be there. And then, and then I don't know what they're going to trade for. Apparently, Mello just ducked the media last night after they lost. What's happened? What's happened as well is like a to Charlotte, by the way. <laughs> yeah. What's happened is is a reacclimatizing where basically New York had so much invested in Mello being that mythical mellow that they went for it and it held them back and as soon as he's gone you can see what happened he's a di he's new york have had an addition by subtraction and then the same thing is what's happened now is where he's not part of the big thing what you realize what you see is is mellow you well, see, he's, he's he George McLeod he's Vashon Leonard at this yeah. point he's one of those dudes who just stand in the corner well, he um, doesn't even do that he stands on the wing, gets it, and then you can well, see yeah, everybody else stop because they know he's going to jab step, do that triple threat thing, and then chuck up a terrible shot. Like, that whole team stinks to watch. Nobody looks like they want to play with each but other. They'll probably go and beat Indiana now on the. Yeah. Westwood will have, like, in one of his. Triple double! You know, take four. And then everybody shots, will think that's double, amazing. Uh, and, uh, but triple they, double. They, More they triple are, doubles on a losing season. They're a 500 team. That, that, that's all they are at this point. Um, we'll do well to finish five. Yeah, the Rockets. I mean, we don't really need to add anything. Oh. James Harden's unguardable. Yeah. Um, James Harden, breaking NBA. Leading the league in scoring and assists. Stick your triple doubles up that. Um, did you see Milos was back last night? I did. I, I saw that he's coming back, but I have, didn't, I've not seen any highlights or anything. Yeah, I've not last kind night, of watched. So. But uh, Milos back, uh, the Clippers win against Toronto. Coincidence. Somebody who can pass, the Clippers win. Um, but yeah, Gallinari's injured again. Well done. Well done, Danilo. Well done. Uh, Kawhi Leonard due back tonight as well. So um, 
I'm sure he'll be ready to go because the Spurs haven't been in any hurry whatsoever. No, it was the third no. of the year because they're trying to make See, sure he's um, right. Come, well, they know the final third is the most important part of the year. Ginobili uh, not bossing off with that sort of dagger late three. Yeah. Um, See, throw, throw, throw one down the other day. Did, yeah. Fotty, getting up there, I throwing it him. down. Go on, Manu, for 40-year-olds. I love him. His jersey's getting bought. Yeah. <laughs> if, never bought one, but it's coming. I've never had a Spurs one, but that, that is when we get to Sartorial Spurs corner. Oh, yeah, I've got one. That's, uh... We'll save that. We'll um... save that. Your, your Antonio McDyess <sighs> fetish. Anything else from uh, this week that's grabbed it all? Yanis had a nice, uh, unnecessary maybe dunk. On, uh, <laughs> on Rudy. Yeah. Got your 17 seconds left. Rudy back, but not quite. Uh, but why get in the way of that? Why uh, jump? He jumped, but then like, you can see him keep his arms down by his side to try and avoid... I didn't, I didn't really contest it because yeah uh, I'll tell you who else is back Hubie's back he's alive yes I thought he'd gone um, he was on the um, the Warriors Hornets game which was the delight uh, the Barry Davis of basketball <laughs> John Motson oh, better than John Motson he's Barry Davis um, oh. yeah enjoy it while you can kids I don't know how much longer this is going to continue yeah, no. I'm trying to work out I think they only give him the games I think he lives in Atlanta so they kind of give him the Nearby. local games yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Charlotte and stuff and the East Coast but um, yeah just enjoy it while you can I, there's nobody in the world knows as much about basketball as that man I swear down it's just a delight so uh, yeah we need Hubie Watch I wish they'd list this stuff when he's going to be on yeah. and stuff, yeah. I'm always trolling the internet um, yeah. to find Hubie out. fans. Maybe he's got um, his own site. But Mike something. Breen's great with him. He sets him up so well, um, yeah. like he does with Clyde. It's, yeah, uh, they're an amazing partnership, isn't just, it? That's what a, lo- lots of people, it's underappreciated, like the straight man in those yeah, roles. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. What a joy to work with Clyde Frazier and then sort of and Hubie then when Brown. you do the national yeah, yeah. televised games. So, uh, yeah, joyful uh, for everyone. Cool, we'll have a small break and then um, I'm going to dig into that GM survey that we never GM talked survey, about. GM yes. Uh, see who's got egg on their faces. Already. See, see Simmons dunk fest of a night, actually. Yeah, he was... Uh... Oh, my God. What, were you just going to let me? Okay. Bump! That sure is beautiful. That's beautiful. That sure is beautiful. That's beautiful. Welcome back. Um, you know, one thing we never touched on before the season started, they do this annual... God, I'm getting full Trevor Francis here. Uh, yeah, the annual First GM class, survey. Uh, train to Nottingham. Yeah, the um, the GM survey, which always throws up some strange stuff. I just thought it'd be interesting to have a butcher's back at it. Um, um, it's like those slam online, slam surveys they used to do. Kim and your yeah. rookie most likely to this, blah de blah um, you had a butcher's hair. What jumped out at you? What jumped out at me? Well, some of them. The first one, the first one that leaps out the most is Rookie of the Year, 62% apparently voted for Lonzo Ball, which says to me... This is NBA GMs. NBA GMs. 62% of NBA GMs cannot spot a fundamentally broken jump shot from forever and this was published in like september they had summer league to watch this oh, fact, this was october I think, they, they, yeah it's october like they've had uh, enough of a sample size to watch that lad and see he can't shoot he can't shoot to the point where it's a problem what i can't understand about the lonzo ball thing right is fair enough the lakers kind of got duped by his old man to the point where you know well magic johnson you fucking idiot! All I keep hearing is about the mogul, like the dipshit. Hey, I've got I've got some snake oil and a London Bridge to sell you, Magic. Come round my ends. So, how much of this do you think was Magic, and how much it's Rob Palinka, isn't it? He's mm. the GM now, the old Michigan guy. Because so Magic, you won't let him near a basketball. Well, he's just a front man, isn't yeah. he? Let's let's be right. Uh, he's, he's a, a jolly front man. It's um, you know, he's the same at the Dodgers, I'd imagine. Mm. I don't think he's telling on a mogul. Girl, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's a very successful businessman. He's invested his money wisely. He's been advised to invest his money wisely, and that doesn't he's reaped necessarily the benefits. no that doesn't necessarily preclude him being intelligent. No, he himself, has a though. lot of money, yeah. and he's been very well advised. And fair play to him. On the other hand, you've got to hand it to this love of our ball guy. Oh yeah, getting no. his fucking son. He's taken three sons two. who are terrible. Apparently, I was even listening. one of them. They've made enough money that the family can retire now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're poor people um, by all accounts, but. Um, Apparently he didn't. He wasn't anything coming out of high school, oh. and he managed to get him into UCLA. But what 
what I don't understand is how many how many GMs seem to think what he did there it was going to translate into the NBA. Yeah, no, I, I don't. And how sixty odd percent of them thought right, he's going to be the rookie of the year. Because they what? don't. Most of it's Emperor's New Clothes, isn't it? Most of them are so ignorant, it would seem, that they just latch well, on sure to whatever. I'm sure they're not ignorant. They're my, I, I, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of <sighs> NBA GMs speak in interviews. I'm, ignorance, probably a bit strong. Why well, are they ignorant? Sorry? Why are they ignorant? Well, it depends how you define ignorant. If you're lose, taking it in the easy to be offended, if ignorant is to be blind to the facts, either willfully or, or because you're uneducated to those facts. So for an NBA GM... To not to be able to spot that jump shot is ignorance. You are either you. Yeah, either, but that's not all NBA. GMs, you either didn't it? go. No, we're talking you about. You either didn't one, look. We're talking about one NBA GM. Sixty-two no, percent of them voted for him to be Rookie of the Year. Yeah, but sixty-two percent. Do you think all the NBA GMs? That's GM, eighteen GMs. Yeah, but do you think they all filled that questionnaire, or do you think they gave it to work experience kid down the office and just said, it, fill that in? In which case, sixty-two percent of sixty-two percent of franchises don't care that they look fucking stupid. I'm, I'm sure they don't give a shit about this survey. It's just a kind of a, a you know, I don't a know. topic. I don't point. know. I don't. Know. I, I don't reckon eighteen GMs. If they'd have had the second pick, would have took Lonzo Ball. I'm not convinced. No, I don't know. They might. Well, you never know, do you? This is what I'm saying. I don't know anything anymore. I don't know anything anymore. I don't know who's picked Markel Fultz and why. I don't know who said he was be a number one pick. Who would you be your number one pick now? If, uh, Tatum. Yeah, it Tatum. would be Tatum. Tatum, I mean, Tatum, 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 Tatum. We're a quarter Tatum. season in. We're not five years in, but it would be Tatum. I'm, I'm loving days. Donovan Mitchell, but you know what? Tatum's ready. He looked ready. Go back to pod one. Where I talked about watching Summer League and seeing that lad for 10 minutes and be like, he's ready. And having watched the whole two games of Lonzo Ball and like every time he got the ball, I had my hands over my eyes. Do you think... Eyes. Ben Simmons will be a better player than him in five years' time, though. And Jason Tatum. Yeah. Do you think he's a better all-round player now? No. He wasn't in this rookie class, obviously. He wasn't in this rookie, rookie class, player. and he's had that extra year of adjustment. Yeah. Uh, he's also got a hell of a lot less in terms of like pressure on him, if you this know what I mean. True. Because yeah. well, Jalen well, Tatum hasn't either. Well, really. but, but Tatum has to fit into a successful machine, which is, if you know what I mean, he's expected to fulfil a role, whereas Ben Simmons is playing on house money. So here's an even funnier one, then, if we're talking about him. This is one of the... Who's uh, going to be better in five yeah, years? Yeah, which rookie we were the best player in five years? Number one, Josh Jackson of the Phoenix Suns, 24%, followed by Fultz, Tatum, Lonzo Ball, and Simmons, which is strange because it's kind of... goes against sort of the results of the other survey. You know, yeah. It, you you know, think Lonzo Ball will be the rookie of the year? Just because he's going to have loads of ESPN highlights and this and that. Is that what the... You know, Lonzo Ball's going to win it because all of us are too scared to, to say we think he's rubbish. Because because he's on Twitter and Stephen A. Smith shouting about Excuse him all me the while time. I choke, by the way. If you know what I mean. Ooh, Skip Bayless has said he's gonna be an all a, a legendary play like that. Fucking hell, fire! But Josh Jackson doesn't look like anything at the minute. No. How do you know? I can barely see him. I've watched the Suns trying to see him play, but I can't. We like Jackson on the floor. I've not right. really seen the one thing he's supposedly does well. Donk. He's got really nice hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd... maybe they're all sort of. Wooed by the Dazzled hair. by the throw. He looked pretty cool. You did a nice photo of him, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> nice pick of him, right. yeah. It's a shame we don't know anything about his game. Best off-season moves. OKC, 43%. 43% for adding Mello into this mix of that would be... I'm, I'm Paul George, let's be fair. Well, Paul George was a good move. But then that's sort of subtracted from when you bring Mello in. I mean, Neil Olshay, he's one of them because he wanted... He was trying to get Melo to the temp, to the Blazers, but who else is like? No wonder so many teams are broken. If your GMs think that's a good, this is the ensemble one that, um, to assemble. This is the one that, in hindsight, just looks ridiculous to me. If you were starting an NBA franchise today and could sign a player <laughs> in the NBA, who would it be? Twenty nine percent of GMs apparently said Carl Anthony Towns. Cat, cat. Do you know what the figure that stuck out to me the most? Right, if you're starting a franchise today and you're building long term, eighteen said LeBron. Yeah, because you win, you're instantly going to be in contention to win a title for at least probably the next three years, and it's all about winning titles. And I can well, see if you're starting why a franchise say, today, you're an expansion, and he's not going to stay. <laughs> There's a man with yeah, no loyalty. That, that's not really the question, though, is it? It's, ah, um, but they should. This, maybe this is part of the um, problem. Obviously, number two is the right answer, which is Giannis. Giannis, um, but Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I've, I've. He's not a bad player. I've never seen it with this guy. 
He's just... a very good offensive player, but basically, and, and this is the interesting thing with the Timberwolves, right? To say Tibbs and his rep and his bro and Taj Gibson, who? Trivia. Anybody else ever wore number 67? I saw that, yeah. No, anybody else ever rocked number 67? I, I did read an explanation for it as well, but I can't remember, so... I don't know, yeah. I'll do on next week's sartorial corner. So he's brought in Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, to implement his system, and they are fucking awful uh, on defence. Yeah. I was listening to Zach Lowe's... Appalling. I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast from Friday, and uh, he touched on something we've been going on about for years about since, haven't we? The minutes thing. Yeah. And how he ruined... Lewin. I'll just break you. I'll well, end your career. Lewin ruined Lowell Deng's career. Got yep. him paid, rarely. Ruined Joachim Noah's career. Got him paid, fair enough. Yep. Uh, Derek ruined Derek Rose's career. Um, it's just you cannot do it. Yeah. It's, it's idiocy. No, you're an idiot owner if you're going to put him yeah. in charge of your crown jewels. That's your investment, if you know what I mean. I've got the heaviest footed driver driving me around. You know, I'm sure they'll all send him a Christmas card every year when they're retired with 200 million in the bank. But, but they'll be retired at 29 on walking sticks. Yeah, at 40. You know, I mean. He breaks players. We've yeah. seen this is what he does. Over and, and over and over we've again. Been, it's his been, MO. We've been banging this drum for years, haven't we? Yeah, it's uh, his MO. I'll just grind them into the dirt in a meaningless game in December on the road to Memphis. That's going to affect no divisional standings at all, if you know what I mean. It's literally just pointless, pointless power dynamic. I don't know what his deal is. I'm amazed people it, they didn't say Yanis before the season. I can't. I don't, I don't get that. Anyway, um... Well, you know, people. I think I think it was. Oh, it was only since the All Star break that they'd let him run with the ball with a point, and people were like, "Is it? Is it a freak? Is it a statistic?" Because you know, three months of doing it in the NBA, that's not a good enough sample size. But I can watch this lad play fourteen games in a different sport in college and be like, "Yep, all in on your future." Here's a good one as well. Which oh. rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selecting the draft? So kind of this is after summer league. Yeah, and everyone got excited about Dennis Smith, so he was the answer there. Carl Kuzma, yes, Kuzma and Mitchell. Mitchell, they're the two. Mitchell's better than Kuzma, but Kuzma went way down. Can't defend for shit. I mean, he's a rookie. (laughs) Doesn't really matter. The Dennis Smith Junior love does shine through in that, which is quite interesting. Who is the best point guard in the NBA? Well, the answer is that's James Harden. Yeah, they have him down as a shooting guard. Yeah, no, Um, he's definitely the point guard. Um, (laughs) Definitely the point guard. CP3 is willing to let him run the point like that. Shows you something. That's the right answer now. Best coach, we were. Best coach had no mention of D'Antoni. Who, 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 did, who did they have? There was, there was the likes of Quinn Snyder getting votes. It, it was Popovich. It's always Popovich. Yeah, it's, that's Stevens. the right answer. Brad, Brad, Brad Stevens, Stevens is the man who I think Quinn Schneider got some love. Yeah, but he's no mention job. of D'Antoni. What's strange? He's doing a good job there. I mean, he's got a good roster, but he's. We'll see come playoff time. That was a historical year they had offensively last year. And this year they're way high up in the defensive ratings. I think it's basically people are waiting to see them doing the playoffs before they sort of yeah. give him some kind of love, aren't they? Um, but what, we'll get it out and whack it off over Quinn Snyder's maybe coming eighth. Which player acquisition will make the biggest impact? They said Paul George, 59% of GMs. Jimmy Butler, 17%. Chris Paul, 10%. Kyrie Irving, 7%. You could argue it's Kyrie Irving. All day, every day? At the minute. All day, every day? He didn't play against the Bulls last night and they lost to the Bulls. That should be an indicator. What was the most underrated player acquisition? 24% of GM said Paul Millsap. I think that was overrated. Avery Bradley, 17%. Avery Bradley's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Detroit would be all right. He's played all right. It was what he brings on Bob that Dan wing defense, isn't it? Sacramento, 7%. Yeah. Thank you, pardon. I don't know. I think Vladi Divac was pulling in some favours there. <laughs> don't make me look bad. I've done something. He might turn out to be a decent player, but I can't I'm not sure he's a swinger, though, is it? <laughs> he's not a needle tipper. Bogdan Bogdanovich. It, I mean, I don't know. Which team will be most improved in 2017 18? 69% said Minnesota. I mean, Jimmy Butler. Getting a lot of love from GMs. Well, it wasn't just Jimmy Butler, was it? It was a whole Tibbs, a consistent thing that, mm. that, that some of that young core I mean, should, be, should be growing. They should be with the roster they've got. Yeah. Jeff Teague's, you know, he's Jeff Teague. But <laughs> Philadelphia, 17%. Also receiving votes. Charlotte, that's not happening. I don't know how Charlotte Denver, could, could, can improve. Southern Lakers mm. and Oklahoma City, which... Are they worse? Um, who would you say is the most improved team? Philly. Yeah. 
Philly. Say Philly. They've gone from being an embarrassment to being nearly a 500 I'd say team. Boston are improved as well, massively. I don't know about massively because they were the they best were team in team, the East, though, but, weren't they? So, if you know what I mean. They, I, I didn't fear them. I never thought they could be no. the Warriors in a series. Well, it's that who was. It's more who was who was made the biggest distance, and that's the Sixers. If you know what I mean, they've gone from being appalling to average. Yeah, five hundred. This is true. Eighth in the East, which if let's call you Jets, if you know what I mean, eighth in the East is as bad as middle of the NBA as it gets. Who is the best center in the NBA? This is this is a weird question, me. Carl Anthony Towns again. They've all got their dicks out for him. Yeah, we're all Anthony we're all... Davis. Second, but he's not a center. He's is playing he? powerful. Bob yeah. Cat's playing power forward want, too. He's never wanted to be a center, though, has he? No, it's Boogie Cousins. It's not Mark Gasol. It's Boogie sure. Cousins. That's the answer. Yeah, forty percent. It's yeah. Boogie. Is the Andre Jordan mentioned? Because he no. shouldn't be. Well, he's not, is he? That's why. Um, he's probably yeah, not the best center on the Clippers. They believe DeAndre allowed. Huh? Leave DeAndre alone, bless him. No, he's got his limited him. role. <laughs> fuck him. Anybody who did that whole... He'd have been fine up until that I'm in and out Maverick shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, I, I lost, my, I yeah, lost yeah, time for him, him for that. After that, you know what I mean? Make your mind up, big lad. Make your mind up. Any, anything else off there? Sort of the GM survey? Made um, you think they're ignorant? Do, 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 do. Most fun to watch, dubs 90%. Fuck off. Fuck off. They're not the most interesting or exciting or fun team to watch. That's the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it's true. Well, whether you equate that to high-level basketball or not, no, it, yeah, it's yeah, fun. It's fun. It is That's fun. the question. Who's the most fun. fun to watch? As you went on last week, watching the watching the bitty, niggly, entitled dubs moan at refs. And nah, they've throw, been a bit more enjoyable Throw this week. turnovers is not um, especially interesting. Iggy's been... Iggy and David West have been... Uh, Sorting Turning back are. the clock this week, it's yeah. been uh, it has been fun actually. Other than that, the Nets for just chucking it for straight offense, they're fun to watch. Do you know? I do enjoy watching Nets. Yes, <laughs> I sneakily like watching that Lancer. Yeah, <laughs> that John Collins kid. Yeah, and, uh, Trailblazers shook the wrong Trailblazers. Olshay again got had one there. This lad Collins, we'll trade for him. We'll trade up for him. Who is he? Wrong one. Oh shit. <laughs> Excuse me, we do need a cough button. Oh, uh, you'll shit. have to bear with us with this. Who else? Oh, yeah. 17% of GMs said OKC would come forth in the West. Oh, well, what the fuck do they know? I, I don't know which. Uh, you know, RC Buford wasn't one of those. <laughs> RC Buford wasn't one of those. Uh, what else are there? The Sixers are more entertaining to watch. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes is, is coming through as my favourite Sixer this year. Really? Yeah. Does all the dirty... He's like Larry Nance Jr. Does all the dirty stuff. When he gets a chance to throw it down, throws it down. This is a really fucking strange one. Look at the four names here, which are proper oddball, I think. Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Number one, Chris Paul. Can you imagine him just shouting at people constantly? I can imagine him doing that. I can imagine people being receptive to it. Yeah. Number two, Manu Ginobili. Do you think... Can you imagine him being coach? Manu's got the brain, isn't it? Yeah. Manu's clearly got the brain, and he's got the drive and the love because looks, at 40, he's still doing it, yeah. so maybe... He looks like he could play for another few years, yeah. This is the one that really surprised me. Number three, Stephen Curry. That's, that seems way... I just I never, ever thought about him being a coach, would you all? No. He doesn't seem to have the personality. He doesn't seem to have the authority. Or, dare I say, or, the smarts. Yeah. A lot of his stuff's just... Freestyle, off the dribble yeah. instinct. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? People think because somebody is naturally gifted at something, they and then will the make f- good coaches. But no. some of these fucking answers are shout. Number four, Garrett Temple, Sacramento. So he's obviously one of those dudes who's got a bit of a rep of I get being that. really clever. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> this, this Probably reads a, books. This is a funny one. Also receiving votes, Devin Booker. What? What? <laughs> Who voted for that? I What's Phoenix's know. GM called? We know who voted for that one. I don't know. Vince Carter, Mike Conley, these are the guys who received votes. Jared Dudley, which yep. I, can, I can imagine him being on TV. I don't know who goes. He's, mm. He should be on TV. Uh, LeBron James, as if he's going to need the money. Jameer Nelson, I can see. I can, I can see, see Jameer. Jameer barking yep. on the sideline in an ill-fitting suit, sweating. I can see him replacing Tyron Lewis. Can't <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, which apparently he's got, but he's a bit of a rep of a, a bit of locker room locker guy. Locker room but, guy, but that's... Know. Assistant coach, uh, yeah. Jason Terry, Jet, you see, and yep. David West. Uh, you could also because he's assistant coach again. Yeah, 
very clever guy. Some of these I see as assistant defensive coordinator yeah, or something Coyce like that. Sounds like, head coach? Sounds out like a sore not. thumb there. Yeah, uh, no, that's... For what that's worth. It's like anybody you thought Maradona would make a good... Yeah, so get your money on Garrett Temple. Yeah, so. taking over. 2020 vision, Garrett Temple, head coach at Charlotte Hornets. Who is the toughest player in the NBA? Steven Adams. I, I That made me think, really? Ah, he can fucking fight that dude, I'm sure. It's because he's seven foot tall. It comes from but a, like family of like fifteen brothers and sisters who are like yeah. Olympic shot putters and stuff. Well, them them Marys are a bit weird, aren't they? Yeah. New Zealanders. I don't say weird. We don't want to offend all the Mary listeners. Well, or, no. Or, or I mean, they're a warrior race <laughs> who take that shit seriously. Draymond Green, fourteen percent. That's a bit weird around my end. Kawhi Leonard, fourteen percent is quite interesting. You know, because he's one of those really quiet, quiet dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like? Yeah. It's like the Wayne Brady on the Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't go any further, but you know, you know what I'm yeah. getting at there. Like, yeah, yeah. What, casual do, what casual we, sexism's not cool. What do we really know about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm ha- more happy to offend Maoris than I am. Does he 51% wear, of the planet? Does he wear those cornrows for a reason? Uh, Tony, well, Allen, Tony Allen's creeps on, creeps on there. I'm going with Vince Staples on that one when he said that it's uh, it's Demar Derozan. He throws at them Compton Crip sign for a reason and that one day some of the stuff he's done, he'll, he'll get out and Again, people will David, know. David West, I don't want to, I want him in a dark alley with him. No. Well, it depends what we're doing down that dark alleyway. Maybe if David West was offering me a torch because I was looking for my keys, he'd be a real lifesaver. I'm sure he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, which player has the best basketball IQ? Staggering 64% for LeBron James. Chris Paul, 40%. Again, Steph Curry, 11%. Mm. So GM's obviously really... Can Value natural talent is... over actual thinking uh, ability. Because no, he doesn't... He makes some fucking stupid plays. When I was Terrible sure. turnovers. Yeah, very, very strange. Well, the argument for me there is always that to actually look for highest basketball IQ, you're looking at somebody like, like Jingling Joe Ingles, who doesn't have the <sighs> speed, who doesn't have the natural talent, but yeah. makes up for it with quickness in mind. He, uh, Him and Mitchell have been... Uh... The idea that LeBron has the highest basketball IQ to me is fucking laughable because he has... All the advantages in all the tools. He doesn't need the highest basketball IQ. No, he's, so he doesn't have it. He has got a very high basketball He's a very, player. very good one. But my argument is that basically there are lots of yes, players yes, who, who have to make up for it with their brain. physical sort of yeah. attributes account for about 2% yeah. of their actual... Yeah. yeah, Joe Angles is a very good example He's of a that. really good example of that. Um, he... Him and 95% Mitch. of why he's in the NBA is because of what goes on in his head. And he's 6'8". Uh, that helps. Yeah. Uh, but that him, helps. And, him and Mitchell have uh, been having a, a lovely old time. That's about how size Paul Shirley was, if you know what I mean. There's, there's, there's a whole lot of 6'8 white dudes come through the NBA that no one will remember. Don't like it, you gotta go home. There's a whole load of whole load of 6'8 white dudes that pass through the NBA that no one will remember. Right, we better... Uh, Morrison? Better go for a what break. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Uh, yeah. Adam Morrison. Um, right, we'll have a small break and we'll be back with uh, a little, little sartorial list. Let's do it. We're back. Any new unis this week? I thought I spotted one. I don't know if it's... They've worn it before. The Phoenix, the black one with the PHX. Yes. it's not. I don't think it's new, but um, I, mm, I've seen it. I've not seen them rock it this season. It's quite nice, actually. Yeah. I, like I, the, I like the shorts. The Denver yellow. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like the Gay Pride rainbow one, but without. They've kept the skyline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've kept sort of the best elements of that, but taken away the late 70s, 80s of it. Um, I really like that. Um other completely non-relation, uh, Jalen Brown with the with the gigs on this week. I saw that. Right? Yeah, I can't decide if he's a throwback or if he's from the future. Thingy. Uh, like, no, those shorts, I don't know what it is. Sharich on the uh, Sixers wore a similar pair as well. The other night. Yes, kind yes of like... he's got scratch like corneas yeah. and stuff, but I don't yeah. know. They look pretty cool, I like them. I don't know if Jalen Browns are just for reading though. I've heard he's apparently super smart and yeah, loves yeah. to read I've books. I've heard the same. Get him down for the next coach. Isn't it? I've got a new member of the Costa Cufas All-Stars. Uh, whichever Zella brothers on Charlotte, have a word with yourself. We're getting yeah. Downey. We're getting, uh, Downey Zella Jr. Male pattern boldness is uh, creeping. Embrace the bick. Uh, 
Um, so, yeah, we've got him, Fournier, and Costa Cufus now. If we're going to round this team out by the All-Star yeah. break. Yeah, if, if you stuck for any any examples, listen to any other podcast about basketball, <laughs> them dickheads will bombard you with five minutes of adverts about shaving. <laughs> it's always shaving club, shaving club. Shave, just, yeah, I don't care about your facial. We're not that big yet. Yeah, no one's paying me to advertise nothing. Um, so we're on to historical Sartorial Corner. So this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. We're on to one. Charlotte. Charlotte. Which... Do we include the we Bobcats? In, we can include do, do the Bobcats, but the they Bob- never made a jersey I wanted to wear, so... I'm trying to forget the fact they ever existed. Well, I have done, to be honest. I've blocked that out. In fact, hopefully we'll get to the day where we can do this with OKC too. But yeah. until then... So we start off with Expansion, Charlotte, the Teal, the Kelly Trapuka, Mugsy yep. Bogues. Grandmama. Um, yeah, on to morning. Both kidneys, Lonzo. That was a massive seller at the time. I mean, massive was... seller. Terrible logo. Never understood it myself. I remember every kid from my school who went to Florida on their holidays or whatever came out with a Charlotte Hornets yeah. uniform. And yeah, I don't know what happened that, it was that year. It was what very they... on trend, wasn't it? That kind of colorway, that Balearic kind of sort of colour scheme. Interesting use of the word Balearic. Well, it was. Yeah. I think, you know, Benetton esque, you know, of an era, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just an era we could very surfwear was quite popular at the time. Thinking about you know the kids rocking like global hypercolor t-shirts. Yeah, Ocean Pacific yeah. and skating and sort of surfing was it. So it was a very kind of of the time. Color. The fucking logo was awful though. What the uh, the Hornet? Oh, you could cartoon B. Like yeah, it was very childish. <laughs> David, he had a good quaff on David Stern's bollocks. Gah. And got got himself a, the opportunity to hijack one of the most historical franchises in the league. Fuck you, Clay Bennett. Fuck you, David Stern. Yeah, basically. We'll have a, uh, a musical interlude and uh, are you ready to get sunned again? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Here we go. Right, I'm like humiliation. It's quiz time. Here we go. Right, bye. Plan. I'm literally going to bone up on all the all the drafts of the '90s because that gives you most of the names. If you know what I mean, like Googs. I should have had Googs. I've just not thought about Googs for time. So, yeah, if you don't get this one, I'm getting a new co-host. And that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Okay. Or you're a week's bam. Whew. Okay. We'll have to change the format and just alternate. Otherwise, it's just going to be you making me look stupid each week. Right. <laughs> Chance to redeem yourself. I was born on November 27th, 1971 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, 71. Now, I know from doing the research that, ironically, in Wisconsin, that's like that's exactly the right age and place to for Sprewell. Seems to be an unusual amount of players uh, from Wisconsin. It's not at the Trosby one. But it's bang say. on the right age he and was, the right. He's from Wisconsin. Uh, he is from Wisconsin. And he's 47 yeah. now. And now I'm yeah, 40. Right. So he's, it's like literally slap bang, almost it's perfect. It's not Latrell, no. no. But it's of that era, isn't it? Very much so. I know it's not Latrell. So I'm going to fire a name out and I'm going to say Charlie Ward. It's not Charlie Ward now. After two years of junior college, I transferred to the University of Cincinnati, where I led the Bearcats to the Final Four, beaten by the Fab Five Michigan team. Okay, so we know who it's not. <laughs> it's not any of the Fab Four. <laughs> Fab Four. So you know the era. Yep. Um, Ronnie Cycli. It's not Ronnie Cycli. <laughs> no. um, it was Syracuse. Oh, interestingly, as well, uh, Sprewell, two years of community college before moving to an actual college. Very much so. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> We're doing both of these in one. Uh, in 1993, I was selected in the second round of the draft, number 37 overall. By the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Peeler. It's not Anthony Peeler. Good guess. Uh, in nineteen ninety four I was named on the all rookie second team. Some reason for that first year at the Lakers. So a decent pick in the second round, right? Yeah. Sam Cassell? No, he was drafted by Houston. Yeah, he was at Houston, wasn't he? Yeah. Um Who the fuck was that? 
1998, I was named to the Western Conference All-Star team, along with three other Lakers. So we're still playing at the Lakers. After 98, All-Star. Five years at the Lakers. Made it to the All-Star team. Derek Fisher? No. <sighs> Fucking tickling this one. It's not Derek Fisher. It's not Anthony Pula. Who the hell has run point guard for five years there? Ready for your next clue? Yep. In the summer of 1998, I was traded to the Denver Nuggets for Tony Batty and Ty Lue. Ty Lue was going to be my next... No. Um, fuck. Oh. I thought you'd have got it after the, the All-Star clue. Is it a guard? I've, I've become convinced I'm focusing on a guard, isn't Think it? Think about Lakers All-Stars, 98. I didn't really have any. Robert Ori? No, think about it. 98. Shaq, Kobe. Rick Fox? No. Oh, man. <sighs> I was averaging a career high 21.4 points per game in 2002 when I was traded to the Dallas Mavericks at the trade deadline in a multiplayer trade. Move from point guard to shooting guard. So it was a point guard. What a fuck run point then? Lakers point guard. Nice. Oh. Come on. <laughs> How hard can this be? <laughs> not, not that this hard. hard. Just think about it. Ah, oh, it's too many clues. They throw you off the scent. <laughs> Just narrow it down. Think Lakers. I thought I'm, I'm fixated on the Lakers. Lakers point guards. Nice. There's not that many. Oh, I've said. I've said all of them. Don't break something here. <laughs> I feel some violence coming Another up. Another clue. <laughs> Another clue. I also played for the Golden State Warriors, Portland Trailblazers, and the San Antonio Spurs before retiring in 2006. Oh. oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> How many clues have we got left? Two. Two more clues. This is not going to help me unless I know, you know. none of them are going to help me. I'm stalling for time. I just want to fill up dead air. In 2013, my son was convicted of murdering his friend and sentenced to 60 years in prison. Holy shit. Yeah, it's quite bleak. F- How did he murder him? With I a spoon? 60 years? <laughs> Sick, what's he done there? I don't know. America's 60 years. weird, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, You'd have to fuck. do your own research on that one. But he fucked the corpse or something? How, <laughs> how do you get 60 years? Probably edit that out. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't know. It's conjecture, obviously. Um, uh, holy shit. Okay, so... I mean, I don't think the last clue is going to help you if the first nine haven't. Yeah, no, gone. I'm currently assistant coach at the Memphis Grizzlies. So it is the Peeler era. Yeah. Definitely played with Anthony Peeler. Yeah, yeah. Lakers point guard. Looks similar. That's, that's mm-hmm. my final clue. Had a similar haircut. <laughs> I give up. Nick Van Exel. Fuck off. Fuck off, Gavin. You idiot. <laughs> what? What? Right? I thought I've just got Nick Van Exel and, uh, and Sam Cassell mixed up in my head. No. <laughs> I thought I'd said him already. I've been looking at Nick Van Exel in my head. Nick the Quick. Oh, bro. Oh. He was like, you loved him. I know. It's oh. over. It is. I think it's we need a- to reflect. I need to. I need to have a word with myself about this. I told you I needed... But even boning up on the drafts wouldn't have helped me there. How have uh, I, not I didn't got know Nick he was Van a second Exel? rounder. How have I got, not got Nick Van Exel? I do not know. Holy shit. Just ignore anything I say about basketball. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not worth listening to. You, oh, you, God. I think you can go next week. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to have to. <laughs> Just to give somebody else some, something more interesting. Oh, fuck. Nick the Quick, I was for sure you're going to. Me too. Uh, if, hey, look, if I'm not going to get Nick Van Exel, I'm not going to get any, am I? Oh, dear. This, this, this trivia shit is not how my brain works, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Yeah, the four all-stars. Kobe, Shag, Eddie Jones, Nick the Quick. Fuck. Yeah, he was a good scorer. I was surprised. 27 a game. No, 21. 21. I was going to say, I won't be... When he was on the Nugs, yeah. And Dallas brought him in. Yeah, good player. Really good Steady player. coaching career as well. He's uh, he's on the ladder, definitely. Yeah. He's had quite a lot of assistant gigs. And, uh, yeah, I loved GMs him. GMs picked him for a coach in the future. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Nick, Nick the Quick. Denied. 
Nick the Quick. Um, she went to the uh, enter the gates of the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame. God, am I going to know who it is? Well, you've mentioned. Am I going to recognise him? You've mentioned him twice already. <laughs> it's everybody's favourite. It's Latrell Sprewell. It's not BJ Calissimo's favourite. To be fair, wow. he's not. Calissimo's aren't getting a Christmas card. I'm sure they've kissed and made it <laughs> at this point, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Who knows what sparked that? But yeah, another Wisconsin uh, native. Yes, Latrell. Milwaukee coming in hard. Latrell, what is, is some is a spectacular middle name as well, isn't it? Like Finley or something. Um, do you know what? I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna well. Wikipedia that because I remember reading it and it being like, ooh, that's a jazzy middle name there. Well, Latrell's jazzy enough. Do you know any other Latrells? I don't actually. Latrell Fontaine Spreewell. <laughs> Fontaine. Fontaine. That is spectacular. Fontaine. Spec on your name, Mrs. Well, yeah, um, Mrs. Spreewell. He didn't speak very highly of his childhood, but at least he got a good name. Yes. Um, but yeah, born in. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, 47. A late bloomer. Um, didn't really play until the senior year. On yeah, he went to community team. college. Yeah, um, so ended up at JUCO because um, he couldn't really get the grades um, for college. Had a bit of a rough upbringing by all account. Yeah. And ended up at Alabama yes. uh, University. In his last um, two years. Yes, and obviously scouted well by the Warriors, who took a flyer on him. 24th pick, I think yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was quite high, wasn't it? it was no, high. well... But, I mean, like, for somebody who'd done two years, yeah, 24th overall. Yeah. Um, in... To go in the first round after doing your first two years at a community college is, is, is some going. Yeah, uh, 24th in the 92 draft, which was the Shaq draft. I mean, yeah. it was an absolutely loaded draft. Morning, Christian Leitner, Jimmy Jackson, <sighs> Lafonso Ellis, Goose, Walt Williams, you, The Goose. Spoon... Clarence. Uh, Robert Horry, Harold Miner, Malik Seeley. There's names after names in this draft. Yeah. Uh, Hubert Davis, your old mate. Fuck you. (laughs) Oliver Miller. You can't tell when we watch basketball the most, can you? (laughs) Everybody each week's from. I just need to bone up on the 92 draft. Just get on YouTube and watch loads of NBA action. (laughs) But yeah, as far as that draft class goes, um, an absolute steal at 24. But he was a player. He was a player. Um, he was a player, but he wasn't fully, that wasn't harnessed properly until... No, I mean, they were a very badly run organisation. I mean... <laughs> Too much Don the, Nelson. Well, they wasted. It was, I, I, You know, I'm a Warriors fan. I followed them from afar at the time as much as you could follow hmm. uh, a sort of basketball team in the pre-internet in the era. Yeah, you, you relied on NBA action, the odd game and whatever you could read in USA magazines Today and, and stuff, magazines, yeah. which were usually like two months behind. So everything you picked up was kind of... You know, late news, but um, they had a ridiculous roster. Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Hall of Famers. Yeah. And Spreewell came in as a rookie and kind of blew it up. They got Billy Owens. who got Webber the next year as well. Billy Owens had been the top pick, hadn't he, the year before? High yeah. pick the year before. They got Marshall Lunis, but they were always all injured. Uh, they all missed significant time. I think um, that's, that, that was in the days when you could... Uh, Smoke during practice and stuff, though, wasn't it? I mean, well, Chris <laughs> Mullin was always injured, sort of post-dream team. Hardaway had a lot of injuries. Had um, no knees, did he, no, basically? No, he's constantly got knee braces on. Marshall Lunis was kind of winding his career down. And Billy Owens, for all you know purposes, was pretty much a bust, really. Um, I think it's fair to say now. Yes. In, in hindsight, with retrospect, sorry, Billy and mate, but... So, yeah. yeah, he starts 69 games as a rookie. More than anyone on the team, they missed the playoffs. And, as you say, got back in the lottery with... Chris Webber. Chris Webber. The Orlando sort of swap for Penny Hardaway the yeah, year after. Yeah, they got Penny Hardaway, didn't they? So they were absolutely loaded, really, if you think about it. Oh, Molly yeah, and Hardaway. No. Super team. Super um, team. This would have Stephen, Stephen A. Smith's Y-Vein throbbing looking at that roster these days. Basically became, he was the best player on the team. Mm. The year sort of Webber was, uh, Webber drafted, played all 82 games. He was an Iron Man, but he never got injured. It's pretty all This is the thing. Yeah. He always... Unless he was suspended, which was often. Often. Um, he when he was, really got, when he he was eligible, had, he played. Yeah, he never really had any major injuries. Um, but the sort of there was a few incidents sort of off-court here and there, fight with teammates. I think his four-year-old daughter got mauled by a pit bull in his back garden. Yep. Which, uh, you know, threw up a few red lights here and there. Um, but yeah, Hardaway missed that entire Weber season, uh, which kind of, again, just... Wasted. Mullin missed a lot of games. Um, but his second year was named to the All-Star team. Team won 50 games, um, but got swept in the first round by Phoenix. But he was all-NBA first team. 
in his second year. That's ridiculous. Jordan had retired. Yeah. Um, his first retirement. So he was on the All-NBA first team with Stockton, Pippen, Malone, Olajuwon, four Hall of Famers. <laughs> that's how good he was. Yeah. Sort of in his second year. He, he looked like... He was a 6'5", Allen Iverson, basically, if you yeah. watch. Just got... He was so quick. He got to the rim at such speed with such force that he was pretty much unstoppable yeah. in the open floor. You know, he could jump the passing lanes. Just It was the two-handed dunks, which were really his signature. He obviously had really small hands, I reckon. Yeah, he couldn't palm it properly. No. Um, but, yeah, he looked like, you know, he was the future of the sort of shooting guard position. He kind of had those weird sort of Iverson sort of spin moves in the lane. He wasn't really a mid-range shooter or jump no, shooter. No, no, no. I barely remember him putting jump shots up to the He didn't all. need to. That was yeah. the thing. He was like... Yanis getting to the rim, it was just like, get the fuck out of the way, you know. Um, had a lot of those sort of up and under scoop moves that were kind of unstoppable, like circus shots. That yeah, finishing, changing your shot as you go up at the rim. The stocking trade for a two guard in those yeah. days, wasn't it? I remember he had one as a rookie, I think, or was second against um, Seattle. Sean Kemp tried to throw the ball out. Spreewell jumped the passing lane, tipped it sort of to the corner where the three point sort of corner shot is, mm. ran towards the rim. Kemp jumped up to block it and he sort of went up and under, and under Kemp yeah, and yeah, yeah. kissed it off the rim. It was one of those, like, it was always shown on like sort of... Yeah, it was NBA like the Jordan up and yeah, under yeah. one, wasn't it? Just ridiculous stuff like that. Oh. But that was the last year the Warriors made the playoffs to like Baron Davis. They were just such a zoo of an organisation. Yeah. Um, sort of mulling, sort of petered out of the next few years before Jumped going to, to Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, Hardaway. Where, was... where they got mileage out of him for a few more years. Exactly. This just shows like what a roster they had. Hardaway ended up getting traded to Miami, Miami? For, for nothing. For basically. nothing. And revived his career. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, on those morning teams. Um, Weber was traded to Washington for... Our old friend Googs. For a Googs. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so we ended up on a roster with sort of Danielle Marshall and, you know, Bimbo Coles, BJ Mr. Armstrong Cooper. and, yeah, Mark Cooper. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> oh, you could just see it brewing into a situation where the frustration was... Yeah. I mean, they brought Rick Edelman in, didn't they, to replace Don Nelson. Um, they still work. couldn't get over the hump. Uh, they they drafted Joe Smith, Joe Smith didn't they? Yeah. At number one, I remember that at the time thinking Rashid Wallace, not bad. This <laughs> Garnet, right. this Garnet kid, everyone's raving about. Yeah. He might do a job. Seventeen, I um, can understand. But just not. blunder after blunder by Golden State, and just never surrounded him with any kind of sort of all star level talent. Not even a comparable level. Not even league worthy talent for a while. They were appalling. Um, so he was, yeah, he was an all-star a couple of years, all-star again in 96, 97, 24 a game, you know, he was averaging, um, I remember a game against... 24 him. a game when your your team's average was about 83 as well. Yeah. It's I not mean, like the, 24 a game these days. The Warriors were always a pretty high-scoring team. Um, but in those days, nobody was especially high-scoring, if you know yeah, what I mean. But his defence was ridiculous as well, he could block shots, um, jump the passing lane, steals, he was all-defence's second team. Yeah, he was a wing... One yeah. of the he was a wing, ferocious wing defender, a yeah. Doberman out yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, I remember a game against the Mavs, he went for like forty six and ten and just, just destroyed him. He was capable of that, like, yeah. you know, any given night. Um and then it all sort of came to a head. They yes. uh, got rid of Edelman brought in PJ Collison again from the Blazers. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like the Blazers were doing so well we needed to steal their coach. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. Um but PJ mainly known as a college coach and well, that's a different game. Basically. Yeah, it is. It's a different It's sport. chess and checkers, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, grown men who earn a lot of money don't like being shouted at. Turns so out. To do. Turns <laughs> out, yeah. Um, who'd, who'd have thought it, eh? Especially proud six foot five multi-millionaires don't, don't appreciate being spoken to like shit by doughy middle-aged white dudes. Who'd so, have thought, yeah, who knew? Who if knew? you're not aware, he... Uh, Choked the shit out of him. <laughs> Choked the shit out of him. <laughs> Who knows what led to the dispute? Who knew how they got there? One thing led to another, but it, yeah. Apparently we start telling him to put a little bit more mustard on his passes or yeah. something. And uh, The net, net result is Luttrell's got his fingers wrapped around Carlos, went, went to, throat. Yeah, went back to the locker room, came out 20, me, 20 minutes again. later and tried to punch him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they banned him for 10 games instantly. Um, and then it all went. As it usually does in America, like a racial shitstorm. Yes. Johnny Cochran's involved. Yeah. You know, this wouldn't happen if he was a white player and uh, blah-de-blah. 
David Stern banned him for the year. 67 games he served out. Yeah. 67 games he served out. <laughs> what did Rondo get for his fucking disgrace last year? Like four? Yeah. Um, like four? So, yeah, lost basically his seven million a pound a year contract. Yep. Yeah. Lost his wages. They basically voided his contract. I think he appealed to the league. It was thrown out. Um, and it was a proper media shitstorm at the time. I can remember. It was a massive story, yeah. wasn't it? This is kind of just as the internet had sort of, sort of kicked in over here. And yeah. Well, he also did it. Did his, he, he, put, he put a mark on his name he never got rid of. No. Well, no, not really. I mean, the more you research, it seems that Latrell didn't need no help in getting people to dislike him, to be honest. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I followed the Warriors at the time, and it, he always came across as quite a mellow, not well, mellow is probably not the right word, but mm. quite a reserved guy. He never really gobbed off in the media. He was kind of, he wasn't really outspoken in any way. He was no. just, obviously had some issues that sort of, you know, we all do stupid shit in our yeah. 20s. Do you know what I mean? It's, it tends to get overblown a little. Uh, if you're to famous, be fair to obviously. Luttrell, though, he's kept on doing stupid shit. Well, yeah, there's been some questionable decisions. <laughs> but I don't think he wasn't the first player to have problems with. Oh, listen, man, Rod Strickland famously had problems with him yep. at Portland. Even well, Cliff- I think everybody Even did, Uncle Cliffy, they? you know. Almost everybody who's coached by him had problems with him. He's notorious for being a barker. Yeah, he's always come across, come across as a bit of a dick well, as a well. Cunt, to be yeah. honest. I wouldn't like him shouting at me. I wouldn't have it either. He'd end up with my hands wrapped around his throat. Yeah, so, um, yeah, all that came to a sort of end in uh, Golden State. And then we had the lockout, shortened yep. season, obviously. He gets traded to the Knicks yep. for John Starks and whatever. Change. Flotsam. Flotsam um, and Jetsam. So one streaky two guard for a little more consistent one. <laughs> better, if you say, really. Taller, better. Um, and ended up on the... Well, I think we were living together at the time, yep, watching we those playoffs. Um, that playoff year, Van Gundy's... Uh, the, uh, everybody hates us! You oh, ain't theory! Everybody's picking on us! <laughs> everybody's picking... Oh, Jeff, Jeff the victim, Van Gundy. Oh, everybody's picking on me! It's not fair! Everybody hates us! No, bluss- it's just you, Jeff. Blustered their way through to the finals. Blustered their way through to and the finals. Unbelievable. Coming off the bench at this time, but reborn. Yes. This uh, was his, this was his halcyon scene. days. This, this was the was... glory days of his career. His Nadir. This was it. And, uh, you know, knowing what we do about the Knicks fans, they love a... They love a... They love an embattled uh, underdog. Trier, yeah. Let's say. They love um, an underdog. And he fit straight in there. Yeah. They, he loved it. Well, he gave that, that team what they were missing. Youth. Yeah, just that X factor. Youth and, yeah, and athleticism. Athleticism and a, a bit of that fucking dog. Because although they had lots of they had lots that had bark but couldn't bite that team, they'd, they'd got slow and heavy of foot. If you know what I mean, we were talking what Charlie, the likes of Charlie Ward, wasn't it? Yeah, Charlie Ward, uh, Alan Houston. You know, he had a bit. They'd lost Oakley at this point. Yeah. So Newing was kind of injured most Their of the front time. Front court so was still. They got old. You know, they got stuff. Marcus Camby, um, who was injured quite a lot of the time. But they, yeah, they needed. There's a white guy threw the ball at Shaq. Chris Dudley. <laughs> Chris Dudley. Shout out, Chris Dudley. Um, so yeah, they made the finals. Just if you ain't ever seen that YouTuber, it's classic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they made the finals. Deservedly, um, well, it's hard to say in that short season. It was season, such a but, weird season, yeah. that wasn't it? It was bizarre. They wouldn't have done it over a full um, season, I don't think. So yeah, came back the next year, played all, all 82 games again. But small forward now with Houston playing at, sort at of shooting two. guard. They yeah. were a deadly combo. They were sort Who wouldn't of want that? Like a 40-point sort of pair. Every well, where week. Spree got to the basket, Alan Houston could shoot. Yeah, so they still had Larry Johnson. This Ewing was clinging on. Uh, this Clinging point. on to um, his knee pads. But they won 50 games again. Uh, good enough for third in the East. They get to the conference finals, I think, against Indiana, didn't they, that year? Yeah, I think they did next year. When uh, Indiana had lost to the Lakers in the final. So, yeah, you know. The Knicks, the Knicks had killed for these kind of well, it's days. It's the best they've done in our lifetime. Exactly. Well, since the '94 Finals, but yeah. um, they've not done anything since, and it's anywhere near. Exactly. Um, so he got his new contract, five years, sixty-two million, um, and things were looking good, you yeah. know. And then the Knicks struck. And then the Knicks, <laughs> just like the, only the Knicks can. And then the Knickerbockers knickerbockered it. All star form again the next season. Uh, yep. Forty-eight wins. The Knicks still in the hunt. Um, Until got, swept, got lost to the Raptors, didn't they? They stupidly gave Alan Houston a hundred five hundred million, million six, <laughs> no, well, sixty year deal, sixty hundred million deal, which is back ended. So they so were paying about twenty on, yeah. million when he was going to be about thirty six, which basically screwed them for half a decade. Planning. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> paying 36-year-olds. Uh, but he was the leader of the team. He was Mr. Fourth Quarter. He was, you know. Well, that um, still doesn't justify that it terrible It put his decision. nose out as well, I think, the money they gave Luttrell, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though he was a little older. Um, you know, he got a decent deal. Just chill the troll. Yeah. Play ball. Uh, if there's one thing we can honestly say, and using a term very much of our time, Latrell got no chill. No. Latrell <laughs> got no chill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Van Gundy was gone after yep. that. Uh, Larry Johnson retired. Camby was injured. Um, 30 win season. And the Knicks were sliding. So, to arrest the slide, uh, Don Chaney. <laughs> Don Chaney. Um, they nicked, they missed the uh, playoff. The, the, the roster was a joke at this point. We're looking at Howard Isleys and Clarence Weatherspoons and yeah. Clarence getting a second mention. Clarence Weatherspoons is that Travis Knight, Shandon Anderson. Remember these guys? Yep. Penny era. Penny was just after I think. Exactly. It, I think he'd gone. Basically, by the... that was that era where everybody yeah, who ever yeah. played basketball just, had six and, months. Had a, Jalen Rose or something. Yeah, everybody yeah. had a crack of the Knicks. Mark Jackson came out for another go. Yeah. And uh... Antonio McDyess did he have a time there? No. I don't know. But yeah, everybody who had been around in those early, pretty much everybody in that 92 draft. Yeah. So then he, had, six the, he had the big fallout with Dolan, apparently after he claimed to have broke his hand on his boat or something, but didn't tell the team. And then they find him a quarter million dollars and he missed him. And then that was it. That, was, that was it, yeah. It was it in the Knicks. Um, traded to the T-Wolves. Where everybody as, wants to go. Well, at that point, it was a, it was it was a great a place team. to be. Well... It was a basketball situation that people wanted. I'm not sure any. Well, it's probably the best team he'd been on in his career. I mean, you're looking at KG, Sam Cassell. Um, they made it to the conference finals in his yeah. first year. But they lost to the Lakers. Then um, it stalled. And he got exponentially worse over the yeah, next well, couple of years again, to see out that contract, didn't he? And then. Well, they offered him a sort of three year, 21 million contract. That, that was all he, he said. I can't feed my kids. He famously said, I need to feed my children. Which, uh, I don't know who's advising him at this point his agent was but I'd probably grab the money uh, that was the end of his career though wasn't it nobody offered him shit that was it he got the blog on after that he's had the worst sort of year of his career 12 points a game and just faded into obscurity and then he went that was it he was done should have took the money literal should have should have made some terrible decisions I don't know who's advising him but there's been lots of decisions since then that weren't, it, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's Wikipedia, so lots of this is allegedly and all that. I'm not going to go into it. He but was offered contracts by the Spurs and Dallas to come back, turn them down. There's, there's been various stories of, about yeah. money being invested badly. and I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for the trial. I loved his game. I um, loved his game. Loved the game. This it, Hall of Fame. seemed like a bloke I'd like to go on holiday with. It, there's a cast of characters in this mm. Hall of Fame. We take yeah. all comers. Waves and strays, We're if welcoming. You will. Um, We're welcoming. Well, it was funny uh, after the old Oakley thing. It was, you know, our last Hall of Fame at the Garden with James Dolan. Like the next game, he'd got Latrell had been brought in. in <laughs> Latrell's so free trickets, Latrell. Free tickets. He's broadcast now, isn't he? Um, he's got a Rick James looking haircut going yeah, on. Yeah. Like that. It's like a golden sort of wavy pearl. I tell you what. I tell you what. And this is Latrell sparked some kind of existential crisis in me this week. He's doing this <laughs> research. Yeah, yeah. Because for all this stuff. Like the sort of negligence which gets a kid taken, like mauled by a dog. Um, Luttrell is not allowed to see children, if you know what I mean. He's, he had, he's had the rights to visit kids with oh, really? all this stuff. But of all that, of all that, the most unforgivable thing for me in my eyes is that fucking Dada Supreme spin issue. Ah. What does that say about me as a person? What does that say about me? They were bad. They were disgusting. They were the worst shoes I've ever seen. They spin in. They the spin worst in. shoes. I, I don't know what they were built for. But, well, he, but that's he what I mean a, about it, a mark. He never got a proper shoe deal. No and no corporate with any sense would go he near had, him. He had a Converse deal early on at the Warriors time. But that sure. didn't mean shit, did it? A Converse deal? A pro shoe, right? But no, though, sneak, he was a bit of an auto nut, wasn't he? He had his own yeah. rim shot rims and automobile shot, whether it's still got. I think the website's still up, actually. Um, <laughs> I think he's waiting for that NBA pension, but we digress. Um, but though they were a sneaker, if, if you don't remember these, where whenever you put your foot on the floor and put pressure on them, the tiny sort of wheel on the side of the speaker would spin around. Yeah. So it literally would. Well, you would spin. expect to see like the Converse logo. Yes. They it had was spinners. A, a spinning wheel. They had a spinning um, plastic rim that's, that, that spanned. The I rest remember, of the shoe uh, seemed like one solid, thick plastic lump that looked like your feet would stink by the time you'd finished nasty. lacing them up. 
There's something you saw in the Source magazine in the early 2000s and you thought, who the fuck's buying them? Who the fuck is Devin the Dude or some shit? But like, who the... Devin? Devin the Dude sat on the toilet taking a shit on that album cover, on that (laughs) that mixtape cover. He's probably wearing Spreewell spinners there, but like, seriously. Yeah, they're up there in the old... Oh, it's a crime! It's a crime! Yeah, It's the biggest, one of the biggest sartorial crimes in NBA history. I'm going to have to dig a sort of slam issue out with them and then we'll we'll put it up on Instagram. You've got to see this. You've got to see this. Hall of Fame... uh, Member, but not Hall of Fame sneakers. Yeah, um, Hall of Fame inductee for what he did on the court. Yeah, we loved his game. We take all characters here. Yep. All faults and blemishes. Um, so, yeah. Let him without sin cast the first stone. Very much so. So, welcome, uh, Latrell. Sit yourself down there with uh, Charles, Charles Oakley, J-Dub. Craig Hodges, and J Dub. A party for them. What a Christmas that, party. That's a banana boat, that motherfucker. <laughs> It's popped and sinking. No I'm gonna have to. Uh, we have to redress the balance next time. Bring some more uh, wisdom to the party. Some mellow people. I don't know, yeah. Craig, uh, Craig needs some company. <laughs> it does. Craig needs some company. Uh, anything else this week? Uh, no, not really. Let's, uh, let's have a quick check on what not really. games we've got. Well, to be honest, in the dog days of December, it's getting to the point where I'm like, oh god, here we go. Some of these, some of these highlight check-ins when I get home from work have become a bit of a chore, if I'm honest. But that's part of it, isn't it? The, the endless, endless basketball highlights. This week, Oklahoma at Indiana tomorrow. Oh, San Antonio, Dallas tonight. Quite back, hopefully. Um, Oklahoma, Indiana Wednesday. Um, as much as I hate to say it, uh, I quite like that Oklahoma. Navy and blue. It is quite nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say anything positive about Wankers. that franchise, but that's quite. That's quite. I like that jersey. Yeah. Oh, Friday some belters. Uh, Oklahoma at Philly, and then San Antonio Houston. So a couple of uh, tasty ones there, and then Milwaukee at Houston on Saturday. Um, so I'll be looking forward to them. Um, mm. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and give us a review. That's always appreciated. Yeah, for sure, because, well, as it stands, I think we know everybody that's left the review. <laughs> yeah. uh, email the show, email at pickandrolluk.com. Check out the Instagram and check out the tremendous upside Instagram for our NBA advent calendar. I think we'll be back with one more before Christmas, won't we? Easily. Yeah, next week. And then we'll have a uh, Christmas party special with all sorts of fun and games and special bullshit. Shouldn't involve me looking stupid. No, I've, no? Got, I've got someone else who can bring it to make Somebody stupid. else will look yeah, dumb yeah. Like... Uh, oh, uh, a friend with a beard uh, <laughs> will be uh, put to the sword. But um, Gav, thank you. Um, That's all right. Keep watching Dare the games. Say I enjoy it. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Peace out. Peace out. Take care.